0: It's early. In fact, it's still early April. And yet, there have been a couple things that have happened so far in the baseball season, including the Rockies showing that they won't exactly be pushovers. Paul Holden from Locked On Rockies is stopping by. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the Daily Podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you don't believe me, why would I have a lower third that says, Sully, I am someone adjusting his headphones, and I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for over a decade now, and I am now into my fifth full season here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. You can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and check us out. Tell your smart device to play podcasts, Lockdown MLB, or check out all the great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, including taking one totally at random right now. Oh, yeah. Locked on Rockies with our buddy Paul Holden. Oh, let me get rid of my lower third there, so it's less messy. Although I like having my name bigger than yours. There it is. <laughs> How you doing, buddy?
1: You know, good. I, uh, a couple of duds the last two games for the Rockies, but good. Good weekend.
0: Well, good. I, here's – yeah, good, good. You know, your voice is cracking. <laughs> That's a positive thing. Um Let me just – let me just bring this up quickly for those of you who are who don't who aren't going to be uh, knowing where I'm taking this. Um, there are times when you know you splitting a series can feel like you know uh, neutral, like a tie, but when you're a team who's how do I how do I put it gently? Expectations are not sky high, and they're they're not mile high. The expectations for the Rockies. <laughs> And at any point in the season, the Rockies go into a division rivals' home, and that division rival, everyone is writing in pen as a 100-win team, possibly a super team. And you come in, and you take the first two games, put them in a situation where they're trying to make sure they split. I would, I think, if I pulled one million Rockies fans saying, "Would you be fine with a split in San Diego at the beginning of this four-game series?" I would have gotten two million yeses, and uh, I mean, and and the main question is, will C.J. Cron have the greatest season in baseball history?
1: it certainly feels that way and man he he came close twice today uh two balls that were mere feet away from from leaving the yard and you're absolutely right Sully. Uh, this is this is it's a good way to feel it it's it's a a dose of reality because we're kind of riding high the fun obviously the new season the rockies there you can say that the rockies were the best team in baseball at one point in 2023 they technically were but you know this is it We saw the concerns for the Rockies, but we also saw a lot of upside, which includes, hey, this Chris Bryant fella, he's pretty good he's pretty important yeah. and uh he can still swing a bat Charlie Blackman and then you mentioned it CJ Crone uh, I got a stat for you here from uh Patrick Saunders uh here for uh, about CJ Crone he's the first player in franchise history with at least seven hits and three home runs uh through the first three games of a season and the last player to do that in the majors was Cody Bellinger to do that in 2019 for the Dodgers so there's a lot to be excited about for the Rockies and there's also a lot to be concerned about especially within the starting rotation but splitting a series is a win and if that carries over to splitting the series with the Dodgers coming up next I believe it's just a quick two game series that's a total win and to start the season yeah. 3 and 3 uh, after a road trip in San Diego and in LA heading into Coors Field for your first uh, home stand of the season uh, that's absolutely I think uh, a win for the Rockies
0: Well I'll, it's funny you mentioned the starting rotation uh you couldn't ask for a better start from Kyle Freeland I mean, yep. he was. I mean, he threw six shutout innings. You know, he he. I, I don't think he walked a batter, or he walked one batter. And um, he had a heck of a play. If you haven't there. seen,
1: he he made a defensive play that yeah, looked like it I was uh, a certain third baseman uh, out there again. It was a, an incredible play.
0: And Herman Marquez, while he wasn't great, um, you know, gave six innings. You know, you had two games where you had the pitchers go. For the first, you know, for the first couple of you know days of the season, you know, they were in March, that's how early they were. Um, but the fact that they were uh you know, they weren't blowing out the bullpen in the first two games. Look at again, it's stupidly early, but you can say after the first week of baseball, the Rockies are tied for first place. When you look at the end of the year, when you go to baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth, and you see you go through through the uh, results, you can see it one at, at, at into April <laughs> when they say they'll be in first place. It said number of days in first place. It won't say none, right? None. Nope. So so far, they've spent more days in first place than I thought they were going to. Um, look at. I, I want to go. I'll go into some of the uh, um, the individual performances. So obviously, Cron had an unbelievable start to the year. Uh, with the first couple of games, but I'll just say this. Whenever you have – whenever you're a team like San Diego who is trying to win – you know, they're trying to win the high 90s. They're trying to win the division. They've obviously pushed all their chips in the center of the the table to – excuse my mic there. They're trying to push all their chips to the center of the table um, to win this year. They probably look at the schedule – at, we're at home against Colorado. That's a win, and no, it wasn't. It was a push. And again, uh, you know, the 1998 Yankees got off to a terrible start. You know, the the 2019 Nationals and the the 2021 Braves got off the bad starts. Obviously, you know, there's, there's, it's ridiculous. There's like 158 games left. Obviously, there can be course corrections after four games. However, if you get to the end of the year and the Padres miss winning the division by like a game or so, you could go back to remember when you played Colorado to start the season at home and you let CJ Cron beat your pitching like a pinata. Those these games count just as much. And for a team and one last thing for for the for a team like the Rockies, if they have any hope to play anything to have anything resembling a meaningful game, getting out of the starting gates fast is the right way to do it. Absolutely. And I mean, uh, the the
1: Padres, I actually did a crossover with, with uh, locked on Padres before the series started. And we kind of talked about what are the things that might get in the way of the Padres this year. And it's still the Rockies. The Rockies have consistently been a problem for the Padres. And uh, this is from uh, a purple row here as well. Uh, The Rockies are, uh, I got to do a couple of quick math here. So going back to 2021, the Rockies are 22 and 19 against the Padres and if you go even further back to 2016 the Rockies are 69 and 58 against the Padres and this is this shows the the, the Padres have to beat teams like nice. the Rockies and if you're capable of beating San Diego of going into San Diego and splitting the series you're clearly capable of of turning some heads, and and there are some surprise performances. You got to piece it together, and you got to you got to be able to bounce back and, and handle things. But the Rockies have shown that just because San Diego has built this team, they will not let them go easily into the playoffs. Ever since Matt Holliday slid into home plate, it seems like uh, the, the the Padres have always dealt with uh, the curse of the Rockies.
0: Oh, you went there. You went there, Paul. Holden. Which, and, and, and just is, to uh, confirm, for Matt Holiday. Matt
1: Holiday did in fact touch home plate. Uh, if anyone needs me to, to emphasize and clear, uh, the ump called him safe and uh, the game ended there. I'm just, just making sure everyone knows.
0: Would they have survived replay?
1: Hey, not at that point, but I it's Would still safe to me that the safe call stands. That's what I'd say. Not <laughs> enough evidence to overturn.
0: <laughs> well, look. Well, okay, very well okay, now, okay, very very well put. In fact, I happen to agree with that. And uh well, look at, you know, this is a year we knew going into this year that this may not be the best year for the Rockies. So, as long as they play well, do you know what? It this is you got to give them credit for maybe possibly piecing together a team that could potentially surprise. And that you got to give credit to the GM. Being a GM is harder than it looks. I should know I am the GM of the Honolulu Waves, my team from Ultimate Pro Baseball GM, which, by the way, is our sponsor. And it is the look at my Honolulu Waves are not doing that well. I may have to dig deep into the minor leagues. My minor league team is in Tacoma. I don't know why. That's not a convenient <laughs> flight. But do you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm in the Matrix. I'm doing this virtually. It's the coolest game I've played in a long time, and I've done all sorts of ways in my life where I've done my kind of virtual GMing ever since I was a kid. All right? Now, I've always thought I could be a great major league general manager, and as it turns out, I can't. But you've had the same thought and fantasized about managing your own franchise. Go and download Ultimate Pro Baseball GM immediately. The game allows you to manage... Every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. Go waves! The simulation you're responsible for hiring the right coaches, staff, managing the team finances, uh, finding a mascot. Actually, I'm not sure about that one. Scouting and drafting players managed through difficult personalities and injuries, navigating your franchise through free agency and the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging, and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable online, offline, online, wherever you want to be online. Play on the go. Play as you want and when you want to. Locked on MLB listeners will get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game just to visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code. Look it up at the app store. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Do you have a team, Paul Holden, on the Ultimate Baseball GM?
1: I, I am uh, I'm figuring out I'm trying to do it as the Rockies, though. Cause I think you can do like the, the pro teams by importing importing them and I know, stuff. You, so you, I
0: You can. You can. I oddly prefer the fake ones.
1: Uh, that's fun I, though. I think that's really, I think, that's, like, really, I a think that's a fun little part of it. And why not? I mean, the Honolulu waves, yeah, they got to love I, the waves.
0: Oh, yeah. Wave, the, and do you what they ironically don't do at the stadium?
1: No, no wave. wave. They ban the wave?
0: But uh, no wave. <laughs> no wave. But um, yeah, I used to love playing hardball where they're all fictitious names. And I kind of preferred that because. I, you know, I feel weird like creating an alternate universe with people who are real. I don't know why. I prefer the fake one. Yeah. But I, you know, look, at it, we're still doing the ad. We're still doing the ad. <laughs> um, so, Paul, then. So, um, we've done – we're four games in, and nobody thought that the Rockies were going to split a series with San Diego. Uh, I don't think anyone is necessarily picking the Rockies to now run away with it, but you can't be a surprise team unless you start off hot. Now, the Rocks are – how do I put this delicately? They start the season off with a gauntlet by starting with San Diego and Los Angeles. We talked about some of the good things. Obviously, feeling obviously, you know, uh, Bryant looked like he was, you know, looked like Chris Bryant. Um, What concerned you in the first couple of games? Obviously, not to overreact, but, you know, what concerned you?
1: The the Rockies one of the biggest glaring issues from the Rockies was on full display on Saturday night the Rockies the Rockies experienced a tremendous drop off in quality starting pitchers from their first two into the back half of their rotation. Jose Ureña didn't even make it, I believe, three innings. He couldn't find the zone. Had a struggle through the spring. And this is to show the Rockies are clearly missing a a guy they believe in, in, Antonio Senzatella, who suffered an ACL injury last year, who's expected to come back in May. Uh, and losing John Gray a couple seasons ago, this is an example of the Rockies used to have a rotation you could lean on a little bit more and maybe not the flashiest at time, but one that will keep you in ball games. And Austin Gomber actually goes out and have a pretty has a pretty solid day today. He does give up the long ball a little bit, mm-hmm. but to go up into the Padres and only give up uh, four hits, and uh, striking out four with you know unfortunately with those being uh, the long ball for the, the Padres to get their three runs today, uh, it wasn't a terrible start, but that's the biggest concern. It, I'm, you're so much more confident in the Rockies when Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland are on the mound because they are just clearly those two pitchers are in any rotation in baseball. Are they? first half of the rotations right. in 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 some places no but any rotation in baseball would take Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland happily and put them in their mix no problem so that's the biggest concern the Rockies also still striking out a lot and their bullpen well did show some good signs of improvement and still more confident especially in in from some of the pitchers too many unnecessary walks saturday was just saturday showed how ugly the Rockies can play baseball And they have to eliminate that. And as much and as exciting and as great as as it feels, and uh, the Rockies often are a team that starts hot, they have to be consistent. They have to show us that they can consistently split these series and consistently play 500 baseball. Because if the Rockies play 500 ball this season, that's actually an improvement over the past couple of years. And and we'd happily take that as, as Rockies fans. So if the Rockies can play 500 ball, that's great. So the biggest concerns are the back half of the rotation, too many walks from uh, from from pitching, too many strikeouts, and consistency. Can the Rockies actually string together a solid campaign throughout the year, or is this going to be, hey, the Rockies are fun for two weeks, and then they, the gauntlet NLS comes through, and they're five and a half games out already?
0: Well, and by the way, I want to ask just one more question about something that isn't quite as fun as, as splitting the first two um games with uh, san diego and obviously this is a little bigger than baseball but uh daniel bard had to basically be put on uh i guess a form of an the il with some Mm -hmm. sort of um um it seemed like a it was a a, anxiety is what they they officially said so anxiety right and uh and believe me, that's it's not a joke. It's not showing how weak he is, believe me. Nope. If anyone doesn't have to prove how strong he is, it's Daniel Bard who came all the way back from, what was it, a, a six- or seven-year absence from the major leagues. Basically, mm-hmm. he, he basically missed every season, save for like three games in 2013. So he doesn't have to prove his mental toughness to anybody. Uh, but, you know, you hope that he you – know, you hope the best. You hope that – you know, he gets his, you know, whatever he's dealing with, he gets to, he manages to come out the other side. Um, but just on a purely cold hearted nuts and bolts, uh, Daniel Bard was statistically one of the best closers in baseball last year. And you remove that, that Jenga piece from a bullpen that you, you know, this is a very top heavy pitching rotation. Um, while they're patiently seeing what's going to happen with Daniel, what are they doing in his stead?
1: Uh, they have turned to a couple of guys. And, yeah, I just want to say I applaud Daniel Bard and I applaud the Rockies for embracing this, allowing Daniel Bard to to do what he has to do. He clearly wasn't right after the World Baseball Classic. And I think uh, – and, and a little unfair. People really went after Daniel Bard after, unfortunately, what happened with Jose Altuve. But I don't – it's a weird thing there, thinking that it was trying to go at him on purpose or anything. And that's not the case at all. Yeah. Daniel Bard is just – Needs to get he takes the time to go and, and get his head right. And he has plenty of time to come back and help the Rockies this season. Now, like you said, cold, nuts and bolts, baseball, just how it affects on the field. Rockies lose one of their best bullpen pieces absolutely and but this is what they did this offseason and not a lot of people probably realize it is they went out and kind of quietly rebuilt their bullpen today they got yeah. two innings out of Brent Suter uh, who uh Brewers fans are very familiar with uh, I would say mm-hmm. honestly probably one of the, the sneaky good signings of the offseason a guy that's never maybe not dominated but ha- was a fan favorite has had plenty of success and fitted ex- er, fit exactly the need the Rockies Rockies had um and they also have a guy who i'm really excited about but he has to keep control in justin lawrence justin lawrence you might have seen him pitch for panama in uh in the world mm-hmm. baseball classic real brief he's got what you love kind of from from a closer or a late in game big flowing hair throws can throw at 102 miles an hour funky delivery it's it's mm-hmm. awesome but he also can throw it all over the place. So if he has control, he can turn into being someone who's got some a really good potential to be a great closing option, or a, a especially eighth inning guy for the Rockies. There was a couple of pitching ninja gifts to him with a really great slider. Uh, but again, control is a huge issue, and uh, you know you, you're going to give team if you give good teams free advan- uh, free ba- free bags like the Rockies
0: did, uh, especially on Saturday. They
1: they will make you pay for it.
0: Well, and look at uh, uh, the things about closers. The Rockies stumbled on Daniel Bard. People stumble on closers. It happens. Sometimes you just go uh, bullpen by committee, or sometimes you just hand you give someone a shot and they run with it. I mean, look what happened with Clay Holmes last year with the Yankees. Look what happened when Sean Doolittle went from being a good middle reliever to being an All-Star level closer. It usually happened when, you know, like like Johnson broke down with the A's. So he said, we better give it to somebody. They handed it to Doolittle, and he and he went on a run. In 2013, the Red Sox had three closers before they said, "Why don't we try Uehara? See what happens with that." You know, when you guys signed Daniel Bard, it was the definition of a flyer. It's like I don't know, this guy's not pitched in the major leagues in half a century, more than that. Uh, why don't we see? So th- I guarantee you. The, and I don't know how to guarantee this, but I guarantee you that at one point there will be someone who the Rockies can turn to out of the bullpen, and it's someone we're not thinking about. It's mm. someone like a, some middle reliever that just will that that the matchups will line up from, and they'll say, well, let's ride this out. And every year there's someone who finishes the season with 21-22 saves. They go, what? How the <laughs> hell did that happen? And and there was a period. I remember there was a period in the '90s where every year it seemed to be a different guy in the Phillies led the team in saves. Or, or even during the Braves' run, one year it's Kerry Leitenberg, one year it's John Rocker, one year it's Mark Wolder. It's like it, every year it seemed to be somebody different. So, someone will stumble across that role. And to his credit, you know the you know the way that the the you know the Rockies currently have their team set up. You know, there are a bunch of pieces there, and Bud Black has experience doing that sort of you know, moving the Jenga pieces around and trying to figure out how to make things you know, how to make things fit. He's had experience doing that in San Diego, hell, he had experience doing that with Colorado in 2017 and 2018. So, you're Mm -hmm. right, they they pieced together a lot of a lot of you know, uh, uh, potential pieces that could work in this in this bullpen. And I think eventually one of them will will just will come. Joe so Johnson got the save. I think Johnson got the save on. Yeah, on He got the save. Yeah, Pierce. Uh,
1: uh, Jake Bird gets the. Uh, I don't know if it's a save actually uh, on Friday because it was a five-run lead. But then, uh, back to yeah, it was Bird and then um, I think yeah, Johnson Are, on um.
0: Yeah, Pierce uh, Johnson, and they have Brad Hand. You know, who's had yeah, a losing mean, experience? I mean, there's that's, of that's people- the
1: thing. Like, one thing too. Like last year, the Rockies turned to a lot of guys in their system, a lot of young guys, and at one point didn't have any left-handed pitching coming out of the bullpen. When people looked at the Rockies and the projections this offseason, I can't really blame them because of the way the Rockies have kind of built this reputation, but if you don't follow the team, you don't realize that this is a completely different team than last year. The starting lineup's completely different to the, the, the left half of the infield is the proposed future of the team. And Ezekiel Tovar and Elaris Montero, Chris Bryant is playing a uh, profar ended up in the dugout in the middle of the series and led off uh, for the Rockies in this game. Uh, uh, this uh, today, uh, Sunday, I should say. Uh, so the, it's a, there's a, Does that mean they're going to be way better? No, but I do think that this is going to be a team that you are going to be more. This isn't going to be a team that's going to go and be historically terrible on the road or a team that's historically bad as a bullpen. Again, the goal for the Rockies should be 500 ball. And and if they can do that against, if you can start the season off doing that against the Padres and Dodgers, That should you should be able to continue on and do that if that if you truly are as the Rockies, as confident as you are in your team, and it is as it's built. As we hear from Dick Momford in the front office, that they never rebuild, we're always competitive, we're always in it. If you truly believe that, then the Rockies need to to play consistent 500 ball going throughout the rest of the season.
0: Well, look, you mentioned built about three or four times in that, and I don't know about you, but that's making me think about the Built Bar. And do you know what? The Built March Brac- Madness bracket is here, and we know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's the time to make it count. Let's go to the BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite. Now, right now, we have a final four. That's cookie dough chunk puff uh, versus salted caramel. Then you have brownie batter puff versus the mm-hmm. cookies and cream bar. Boy, my, uh, my raspberry just got stomped. Absolutely. Stomped and my second pick, uh, which was uh, mint brownie puff, lost out in an upset and a buzzer beater to the cookies and cream bar. So, what do you got on this? Well, now we could go right into a uh, um, uh, what is it? A uh, uh, what is our betting one? Um, the, our- a fan duel, fan duel. Thank you. I almost said the other one and we've <laughs> gotten in trouble. We could have gone to fan duel there and bet on it. Who do you got, cookie dough? chunk puff versus salted caramel bar i know who i'm going i'm going i got i I got cookie dough matching
1: up with fudge brownie and i got fudge brownie taking it all
0: yeah you know what it's fudge brownie they're kind of they're they're a dynasty they're a dynasty Mm -hmm. you know they cut down the nets a lot and uh and with good reason as good reasons i stumbled through that because i couldn't remember the, the other sponsor hey um when you vote for your favorite bar puff You'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built's the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You're not even going to realize they're good for you. And what makes them so good? They're all high in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. To vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You could vote every day in March and into April here. So hop on and support your pick for builtmarchmadness.com. I almost said the wrong sponsor at one point. (laughs) Kind of beats the point of this. All right. So here's one. Let's talk. We're here with Paul Holden of Locked on Rockies. Final thoughts here. The. uh, the, if you looked at the schedule and you saw the Rocks are going to be playing right out of the gate, the Padres, and then the and then Los Angeles, and then you head to Washington, I bet some of you were thinking, "Man, there's a chance we could be one in five heading into Washington." Well, you know you've gotten at least two wins out of the out of this trip, and if you could split the two games in Los Angeles. Then you have four games against Washington who stink. I Granted they won on Sunday, but they stink. And that's at home. You've got a bunch of games at home and you have, you know, Washington St. Louis, obviously a good team, but not a great one. They're vulnerable. Then you go to Seattle. Then there's three games against Pittsburgh. And then you head to Philadelphia whose pitching staff looks like they're a mess right now. Look at, I'm not saying they're going to run away and take the division and hide with it, but you, there's a chance to pick up a couple of wins here.
1: Absolutely. And again, like we've kind of been saying throughout the episode, uh, the goal should be 500 ball. If you feel, if you can go through the first month of the season and with series that take you against the Padres, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Mariners, and the Phillies, and you end up 500 out of that, that's great. I mean, yeah. that's real again, this really is a, a time for the Rockies to kind of show off a little bit to, to if they really want to show that they are a wild card contending team because again, we're, this is if everything goes really well for the Rockies and they play competitive. I I don't think we the, the sample size is still small and there still you isn't think? enough for me to, to to be fully confident that this is more than a 73 75 win team. But if this month passes and they play 500 ball, I mean, let's just, again, playoff teams here. That's one, two, three, four, five playoff teams out of your six opening series. uh, I'm sorry, your seven opening series for the Rockies. uh, And if you end up 500 there. How is that not a win? I mean, then you feel great that because you've gone up against some of the best in the game. You started the season off and you weathered the storm. And the Rockies are actually a little more banged up and will get healthier over the season. They will get another pitcher in Antonio Sensatella. Uh, They'll get Randall Gritchick back uh, to to, to possibly add in a little bit of a thump. They're not going to get Brendan Rodgers, unfortunately, but... The Rockies will get some pieces back, and uh, again, if they're if they're if they can string together a couple of series and play 500 ball, that's a lot of baseball against some of the best in the biz so far uh, to, to start the season off.
0: Uh, Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies, can I be 100 honest with you? Yes, I totally forgot you guys got Randall Grichik. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> there wasn't one um, brain cell in my head that had that piece of information still there i mean yeah wow yeah you're right i mean Sensitella sense of you yeah, add them i mean you know look at look at this is this is probably the fun of the beginning of the year i'm going to sound really condescending here for a second um hold on, I'm going to adjust my mic a little bit it's falling down um i've been asked to get a different microphone okay i'm going to get a different mic all right? and right i'm going to retire the headset soon for those of you who don't like the headset I'm retiring the headset soon. So you don't have to worry. We're going to have a different backdrop soon. We have a new headset. We have a new mic. Things are happening here at the lockdown Podcast network. Just, just, just give me a couple days to set everything up. Um, But this is also one of the fun parts of the beginning of the year is, you know, teams that look like they don't have a shot, at least have a few weeks where they go like, Oh, wait a second. I'll never forget. This is, this will always be my standard in 2008. Tampa got off to a really great start and the Red Sox were the defending world series champs. And I was thinking of so condescendingly, like, Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. That's cute. There's no way you're going to keep this up. No way. You've never had a winning season in your life. And now you think you're going to take on the defending champs mm-hmm. as my father would say, stop, stop. <laughs> and I didn't give the Rays credit until Jed Lowry grounded out to end the, the American League Championship Series and then I' congratulated and say, okay, maybe it wasn't a fluke maybe it wasn't a fluke but that year was I mean it was unbelievably uh, a long shot uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays to do anything. Do I think the Rockies are going to do that? No, but I would have loved to have seen my preview for the Tampa Bay Rays in 2008 You know, and the only way to do that, I think, is get off to that good start. And I think that's what's happening right now. So, Paul Holden, um, by the way, I'm going to be at the Tuesday game. Excellent. In Los Angeles between L.A. and Colorado. And I will be wearing a Cal State Fullerton hat because I don't want to show any allegiance either way. But, uh, man, the game that they'll be playing on Monday, if Colorado can win that, that's a boost. Because they can say. All right, Th- then you know you've. If they win on Monday, then you know you face the gauntlet of San Diego and Los Angeles on the road, and the worst case scenario is a split.
1: And for a road Rockies a trip to California, that's a huge win. And and again, 500 ball is a win for the Rockies throughout the season.
0: All right, well you want you're a win every time you've been on the show. So Paul Holden, <laughs> here's hoping you have a fun. Yeah, your show is always good, but let's hope you have a fun, complete season. Where can people follow your terrific show?
1: You can find us at L O Rockies or on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, talking Rockies baseball each and every day on the Locked On Rockies podcast. Yeah, so if they're if they continue to be one of the most surprising teams, you know where to you know where to find us.
0: Well, by the way, thanks so much for making Locked On MLB your first listen your second listen obviously make that lockdown rockies but if you're third check out lockdown fantasy baseball you can win your league by listening to matt and dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies find lockdown fantasy baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on the youtubes part of the lockdown podcast network where it's your team every day you can follow us at lockdown mlb pods and on instagram and on twitter i am your pal sully i'm at sully baseball on twitter sully baseball podcast on instagram seeing the glass half full in a two and two start for the Rockies. This has been Locked On MLB. He's Paul Holden of Locked On Rockies. My name's Paul Francis Sullivan, but you can call me Sully.